This episode of the Productivityist Podcast is brought to you by Front. With Front's efficient email for teams, customers report that every person on their team saves an average of six hours per week that would otherwise be spent managing email. And you know how I feel about managing email. If you're ready to transform your team's productivity with efficient email, you need to check out Front. I'll have more about how you can do that during this episode of the podcast. But for now, let's get on with the show. Welcome to the Productivities Podcast. I'm your host, Mike Vardy, and this week on the show, I'm joined by my friend, Jeff McMahon. Jeff is a virtual trainer to online entrepreneurs like Amy Porterfield, Pat Flynn, John Lee Dumas, and many more. He works to help business owners feel more confident, strong, and healthy so that they can dominate in their business and have more energy throughout their day. He's got a degree in pre-med and pre-farm with dual certifications in injury rehab and sports medicine. So when he does this stuff, he's he knows this stuff. He's been a fitness expert for over a decade now, working with thousands of people throughout the world. And we're going to talk about, you know, accountability and transformation and how to, you know, one of the things I've talked about is exercise is part of the daily baseline of, of a, a productive day for me. And it's something I've struggled with for a long time. And Jeff's got some stuff that, that will help me and it will help you as well. Make sure that you don't miss out on taking care of yourself so that you can take care of your to-do list and your, your other accountable uh, responsibilities and all that stuff that you can take care of on a daily basis. You got to take care of yourself first. You can't take care of yourself uh, and expect to take care of your to-do list. You got to do the former uh, before you can do the latter. So Let's just get into it. Here's my conversation with Jeff McMahon. I'd like to welcome Jeff McMahon to the Productivityist Podcast. Jeff, thanks for joining me today. Hey, Mike, no problem. So happy to be here, buddy. One of the things that's actually pretty funny is, as I'm recording this, the right after pretty much doing a workout, like we have <laughs> the irony is pretty. Funny. It, it's it's well, and it, and the thing is, is that when we scheduled this, we originally scheduled it for a different time, um, and it would have been before a workout, but the way our schedules worked and I've got a trip coming up, it kind of worked out that this would be a good day to do it and a good time. And I want to kind of focus today on um, when it comes to fitness and wellness and things like that, it's one of those things that I think falls by the wayside for so many people when it comes to their productivity and their time management. And it's odd because it's actually the thing that can, one of the key, if not the key thing that can help you with your attention and, and, and moving things forward in the right direction. Um, tell me what you do when it comes to, for those who aren't familiar with it, what you do to help people, you know, live, live a better life really, but through, through fitness and through wellness. Yeah. So the big thing of what I do is I bring accountability and convenience to people's lives. So we all go to fast food places going out to eat because it's convenient. You know, we always, have, um, you know, journals and that kind of stuff to hold us accountable. And that's all great. But when it comes to your health, you know, you can get an app, you can buy a Peloton, you can do Beachbody and all that is fine, but it doesn't really hold you accountable unless you, you know, have someone there like a trainer or in my sense, we do virtual training, which is a live virtual session via Skype, Zoom, FaceTime, some sort of video platform where I can see my client, taking them through a workout, make sure their form is on point, make sure they're not getting hurt. But the most important thing is I'm holding them accountable because they're, you know, having me on the other end that they don't want to let down. So they meet me for, 
a workout session. We bang out an awesome workout. They get great results. I mean, and then they go right back to their day because they're already home. So they don't have to worry about travel, going to a gym, having a whole ridiculous amount of equipment, any of that kind of stuff. And so I am kind of the pioneer for virtual training, especially in the online um, entrepreneur space because of how effective it's been for, you know, the so many clients that I work with right now. Well, and I think the big difference too, and this is what I, I want to kind of draw attention to is the fact that it's not passive. That's what a lot of services offer, right? Is, uh, and I've tried many apps and I've tried, you know, I mean, DVD programs and all that. You're actually there. You're live with the person, which I think is something that most people, when they're, when, when they're building a business like this, are like, how do I make this passive? How do I make it so it's, you know, it's baked in and I just do it once and that's it's one and done. But that's not how this works at all, does not That's not how, it, first off, it won't give you accountability, but also I don't think you can customize things that way properly either. No, you can't. And it's, it's not a, a passive business as that part goes, but it's extremely convenient for me as a trainer because we lose clients if they move away or we lose clients if they're busy, you know, traveling for work and can't get with their workouts. You know, <clears throat> we typically get paid when we have a session. So I eliminate all that because when my people travel all over the world, they still have a virtual trainer because it's just changing the time zone. And, you know, you do it in a hotel room or you do it in a hotel gym or wherever they are. Um, and you don't, as a customer, have to lose, you know, Trainers are like your hairdresser. Like you don't ever want to lose your hairdresser. You know, like every time you move, like oh, I gotta find someone else to cut my hair. You build that bond, that relationship, that rapport that you you know trust that person to you know keep you healthy. And as one of my um, virtual clients puts it, I'm the CEO of their health. So he's the CEO of his business, and I take care of the CEO of his health, and then he can rock out and have a very successful online business. So what led you to start this? Because I mean, you're filling a need. Uh, you know. I think that, and I want to definitely get into the idea of why people need to, you know, why it's important for yeah. people to be focusing on this kind of stuff. But what led you down this path? Because, I mean, there, it's not like the fitness industry doesn't have a, a, a it, there's no shortage of, of people doing fitness stuff uh, online or, well, even just offline. Like, I mean, there's lots of trainers and stuff. So what, when you were looking at this and, and you know, in terms of your background and all that stuff, what said, hey, what did, what made you go, you know what, this is something that, is missing that I need to do? Well, the big thing was my mom had a stroke. And so doing therapy with her, she asked me how I could help her other stroke support friends do therapy at home if they can't make it to the um, therapist's office. So we started this about five years ago, doing therapy with her um, four other friends in her stroke support. And we did Google Hangouts at the time because that was the free and easy way to handle it. And then just randomly, I was listening to Pat Flynn's podcast, Smart Passive Income. And um, in his opening line, he said that he would like to train for a triathlon. And I do a lot of Ironman triathlete training of athletes and stuff. And so I just sent him a random email on Christmas Eve saying, hey, Pat, I'm a big fan of your show. And you know, I'd love to train you for your um, triathlon. Um, I'd love to train you virtually. And then he wrote back, that's great. Um, you know, I'll take you up on your offer, dot, 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 what's virtual training. <laughs> and so, um, so he, he and I pioneered the online business space of virtual training to see how it would work for him, the changes it's made for him in his business and his public speaking and his productivity and his clarity and his energy levels, his family life, like all that stuff. And just working with him 
for nine months, we worked together to um, get him ready for the triathlon. It was so much more than just a triathlon. Yes, you know, he was 100th out of 1,200 um, male um, competitors that day. He also beat his goal time by more than 28 minutes. So he kicked butt in the triathlon, but the way he felt, the confidence he had in his clothes, the better he felt up on stage standing in front of people presenting, like so many other factors that came into play more than just the triathlon was what really sparked me like, okay, there is definitely a need for this. And it isn't just, I want to run faster. It's, I want to feel better. I want to have more confidence. I want to have more energy and I want to play with my kids more. And so those things that were important to him, I know are important to so many people. And so that's how this sparked literally four and a half years ago. Why didn't you go down the path of what so many others have done, which is again, like building a program that's kind of, here it is, go ahead, take it. And I'll kind of be here in the background as opposed to being really engaged with people. Because that was the one thing that Pat and I talked about in the beginning. He's like, well, I've done um, P90X. And after I did it the first time, I started it for round two and I got bored. And I was like, of course you got bored because A, your body needs variety. So but doing anything again, you're going to get um, sick of it. But then B, his biggest thing is like no one's holding me accountable to do it. So he would just get busy playing with the kids or doing other stuff for work. And then he just never got the workouts done. So listening to his pain points as to the accountability was really the big thing that I'm selling basically with my services is accountability because with it, you know, my client Stacy up in Milwaukee, I've had for two and a half years now, she said, Jeff, I have never stuck with any workout program as long as I've stuck with you because this is so convenient. And I just come in my basement, I get an awesome workout with you and I can go right back to work or taking the kids to church or whatever she's doing. Um, but she's never been able to stick with anything because it's nothing's ever been access this accessible and easy to maintain. Are you a small business owner struggling to find the right talent for your team? I've been there and I know how challenging it can be. That's why I recommend LinkedIn jobs. It's not just any job board. It's a community where you can find professionals who are the perfect fit for your business. Many of whom aren't checking other job sites. In fact, 70% of LinkedIn users aren't visiting other leading job sites, making LinkedIn your best bet for finding top talent. With LinkedIn jobs, you can post your job and reach qualified candidates quickly. 86% of small businesses find a qualified candidate within 24 hours. And now you can post your job for free at linkedin.com slash conversation. That's right, for free. Don't miss out on finding top talent. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash conversation today. Terms and conditions apply. Meal planning is important because it prevents us from being a disappointed wreck when dinner time comes around and we have no clue what to make or even if we have the ingredients to make the meal. It's a time and a money saver, but most importantly, it frees up valuable brain space. Creating a meal plan prepares us for the week to come and gives us peace of mind that we're organized and can feed ourselves and our family. That's why I do it and that's why Plan to Eat helps me do it. Your subscription includes access to the Plan to Eat website and fully featured mobile apps on iOS and Android. And Plan to Eat gives you the tools to clip and organize recipes from any website, the ones your family loves and that fit your dietary preferences and needs. And you can create a meal plan around your schedule. Then what happens is the Plan to Eat software automatically creates an organized shopping list based on your plan. So sign up for your free trial at plantoeat.com slash timecrafting. That's plantoeat.com forward slash timecrafting. 
The coupon will be automatically applied to your account and can be used when you're ready to subscribe. It's valid for new customers only. Give Plan to Eat a try today. We're going to take a break from the podcast to talk about our sponsor for this episode, Front. One of the things that I like about Front a lot is that it's enabled me to change my tune on how I've said for years that you can't use an email app to manage your tasks. With Front, it kind of acts as that bridge between your communications and your collaboration when it comes to task management with your teams. So I've been using Front for a, you know, a few months now, and I'm a huge fan of what they're, they've put together. You know, they, the chaos in your inbox from things like Fords and, and carbon copies and blind carbon copies, just it's just so overwhelming. And the problem is that there's a lot of uh, accountability lost. In fact, there's a total lack of accountability. And, and what happens there is that messages get missed and, and things fall through the cracks and redundant work happens. You know, things get duplicated. But with Front, that doesn't happen. Um, you know, the other thing is, is that with team chat and project management tools, the rest of the workflow is kind of designed to make your team as efficient as possible. But, but email is kind of siloed. It's on its own. Well, with Front, what we're able to do is we're able to kind of bridge that gap. Like I mentioned, Front is really reinventing email for the way teams work. I would say it's email evolved you know, with new workflows and efficient collaboration, which I'm seeing with my team already. And it's just right now, it's just me and my assistant. We're adding you know, other people to the mix. Uh, you know, my wife is somebody who's uh, involved with the email loop. We're adding her to the mix. And it's, it's really great because once you can find the benefits of things like assigning emails from your own inbox, to someone else without having to forward it to Asana or Trello, which you could do because there's integrations with front to task management apps, such as that, and plenty of other apps as well. But what that does is it kind of doesn't, it keeps Asana for us from overflowing with tasks that probably could have stayed in email if email was designed in a different way. And front has really taken it to the next level when it comes to email. All the communication channels are really in one place. Nearly 5,000 businesses, maybe 5,001, no, nearly 5,000 businesses, because we're including me now, rely on front inboxes to comp- accomplish more as a team. We are one of those teams. If, if I need to loop my assistant into an email, I can just mention them in a thread. Um, if I want to assign a conversation to that person and remove it from my inbox, so if I want to assign it to my assistant, I can do that. And believe me, I do that a lot. Now I'm not sending it to uh, Asana to have that done. It's all happening inside of front. And the other thing is there's rules. So if I want to automate that assignment so that all similar messages, so let's say podcast guests, they can just automatically go to my assistant or in the future to my wife who generally manages those as well. Boom, I can make that happen as well. You can even integrate your Gmail shortcuts if you're using Gmail, the keyboard shortcuts into front. The, the customization options are amazing. You can analyze the inboxes of your teams through the inbox analytics options that they have there. And again, if you need to have a CRM tool integrated, you can. There's also the open API that front offers so you can connect tools that are more to your liking, you know, with their open API. Uh, Zapier is another way that you can do it through front. There are just so many things that front offers. And I, I'm a huge fan. Um, I think you will be too. Now I, I don't normally get this giddy about an app, let alone an email app, but front has got me that way for very good reason. It has transformed my productivity and my team's productivity, and it will for you as well. If you want to get started with Front for just $9 a month, just visit frontapp.com slash timecrafting. You can start your free trial today. 
That's frontapp.com slash timecrafting. Start your free trial and you won't stop using it. Uh, it it's, it's, it's a lifesaver for me and my team. It has transformed the way we work and I'm a huge fan. I'd like to thank Front for sponsoring this episode of the Productivityist Podcast. Now let's get back to the show. I want to talk a bit about the benefits of of accountability. Of I mean, you, you just touched on it a little bit uh, a second ago. Where where have you found accountability to be helpful with you in your life? Not maybe just you know not even inside the fitness realm, but when it comes to uh, you know, business, because you've obviously building a business, you and Pat have had a, you know, you've been working together for a while now. Um, what role does it, has accountability played in your work to date, other than what you're giving people? And, and why is it so critical for people in a world that's just moves so flippant fast? Um, accountability is huge. I mean, for me, I personally do the freedom journal from John Lee Dumas. He's a client of mine as well. And, um, I use that every single morning and night to hold myself accountable for different business goals or um, things that are going on. Like right now, I'm building a new website <clears throat> to expand the business to hire more trainers and stuff. And so um, having the accountability with the direction of the Freedom Journal and um, you know mastermind group that I'm in really helps as far as the business for me because you know, pioneering this thing, there's going to be a lot of pitfalls. There's no one is Google searching. I want a virtual trainer. So it's like, how do I build that brand? How do I build the notoriety of what um, I can do to help people in the fact that they will have heard it from someone and, you know, want to sign up. So accountability for me, as far as my fitness and health goes, um, you know, I, I have a personal training studio here in Cincinnati. So having the other trainers there, we give ourselves little competitions like, Hey, John, today we can only use Olympic rings and dumbbells, and that's what you got to create a workout in. So we challenge each other to have more variety with little simpler things because he does virtual training too now. And so working with clients, not everyone has a lot of stuff. So what are new ways we can maximize results, get that um, great workout for people and not have to worry about a lot of equipment and stuff. So um, that's where I use accountability in my day-to-day fitness, my day-to-day business and to, um, you know, continually grow. So uh, what's interesting is, is for me is people would think, and I'll just sidebar here for a second, like, oh, well, Mike's a productivity guy. So clearly he's just, he's able to move forward and get things done. And he's got the system in place, this time crafting methodology, and it propels him forward. There's some self accountability there for sure, which you've talked about with John's freedom journal and, and you doing that. But the mastermind, like I'm in a mastermind group. I catch up with whenever I go to conferences, uh, there's that element there. You know, you want, I think that there's an importance to having accountability because like you said, it challenges you. Um, what challenges have you faced building this business? Because it's again, like Pat said, like what's virtual training? How does it, I mean, I know you and I've had a session before and it was, uh, let's, let's figure out, you know, it was, it was interesting because there it's not something you've ever done, I've, I've ever done before. So it's like, okay, you've got, there's, there's space things that you have to consider and all that. So what, can, can you touch on that a little bit? Yeah. Um, you know, working with people all over the world, like I've had Dubai, Switzerland, Philippines, Puerto Rico, England, Canada, United States. Um, the, the biggest, I guess, um, hurdles so far have been, you know, do they have enough space slash 
how good is their internet connection? Like in Dubai, it was a little bit sketchy where they were in their high rise apartments. So internet would sometimes work and sometimes not work. And, um, but the other parts, mostly the biggest thing is getting people to wrap their head around. I can work out at home and have a trainer, you know, virtually through a device, whether it's a phone, tablet, laptop, whatever, and get the same workout that I would in a gym. So it's getting people to wrap their head around, wow, I can, you know, get the same results, lose a hundred pounds if I want to, or, you know, whatever their goal is and not have to have a leg press and, you know, a chest fly machine and a bench press machine and a treadmill and all these different things. Um, and you know, not get bored or whatever. So the, and then the other part, like I mentioned earlier, is just finding, you know, people that have never heard of virtual training before to, you know, stumble upon it. So, you know, it's a lot of cold traffic that I have to do ads and landing pages and retargeting and things like that to warm them up to the idea that, yes, I do want to get in shape like Amy Porterfield and all these other people, you know, maybe I'll give virtual training a try since it's doing so well for them. I want to talk to you about a video that you did. Actually, I think it might have even been today. We're uh, dating it a little bit as I say this, but you talked about Peloton off the top of the show. That was today. Yep, it was today. You you said that you're not a huge fan. Now, correct. I can tell you that that uh, I know some people use it. You obviously do too. It's one of those things where in Canada, it's just starting to take hold because shipping here was you know like anything, it always shows up here late. Um, you know what I'm. People can, I'll link to the, uh, the video is on Facebook, so I don't know if they can link to it, but just, can you kind of give, give me a sense of what, what, why, what do you have against Peloton? Like what, what is the, what is the problem with Peloton in your estimation and, and well, maybe fr- and frame it differently if that's not what you want to say? Right. The, it wasn't a problem with Peloton. It was a comparison to what Peloton offers. So in all their commercials, they make it seem like it's oh, I'm so great to be on this spin bike and I'm watching these instructors on my screen take me through a workout. The The problem with it is it's literally just like anything on your app or anything else. There's nothing there holding you accountable. I mean, you'll pay $500 a year to do their live classes, but that's only if you show up. If you don't show up, no one's going to text you and say, hey, why aren't you at the class? No one's going to be like, hey, Mike, you know, so happy that you're here. How are the kids doing today? Or, Hey Mike, let's go a little bit harder and get that intensity going. Like nothing is personalized. So you might as well just like watch game of Thrones on TV and hit the spin bike. Cause there's, it's going to be basically the same thing. Um, and you're spending $3,000 for a bike plus $250 for um, setup fee plus tax on top of that. Plus shoes are $125. I mean, it's just a very pricey piece of equipment that my clients that have had them, will use them when they first get it they're like, Oh, I'm going to sign up and do this. And then about four times later, they're done with it for about six, eight months. Then it's rolling around January 1st. Like, Oh, maybe I should jump on the bike again. Um, I don't use spinning in a lot of my workouts because it's a very unilateral motion that unless someone's training for an uh, triathlon or something of that nature, um, there's so many more effective ways to be doing, um, caloric, um, burning like kettlebell swings or total body workouts or things like that, that you cannot get from, just doing a spin bike, which is lower body. Kind of like a club too. Like it's all, you know, I mean, the same things happened with, uh, well, DDP yoga does it too. Like you're all, it's, there's a community there, but yeah, you are paying the price to be part of that community. In some places you're paying a whole lot. In some, some cases you're not right. 
Right. And so, I mean, the piece of equipment, I'm sure it's a great spin bike and that kind of stuff. And if you're a diehard spin fan, then, you know, you will get in and want to join their classes. But no, my, my point was no one holds you accountable like a virtual trainer would to, you know, Hey, all right, you know, let's say Pat has one. Hey, Pat, now hop on your Peloton and let's go for 30 seconds and hop off and let's do the boast. Like, that's what I would use it more than I would be to do a spin class. Right. Now, the one thing you brought up there that I, I found that is, has some parallels with what I do is the, is the idea of uh, when I coach people, and I, I recently just finished a group coaching program, and I could see who made their way uh, you know, through the program, and I could see people who stopped, and I could see people who you know, made it halfway, and you could see all that, and and with that group coaching program, I was able to say, Hey, you know, what's going on here? How can I help you? Da, 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 da. But when it comes to a course, it's much harder uh, because there's more people. And if it's a book, like say, for example, you know, I'm working on my book right now, I give them a book. You can't, you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make them drink. Right. Like that's the, that's the piece that always seems to be missing. Plus, like you said, um, there's that personal touch. And I think that, that we're seeing more people want that nowadays with their day-to-day experiences, aren't we? Oh, yeah. And like speaking of courses, like, you know, how many times have people bought a course for, let's say, $2,000 and don't even make it halfway through? It's like 42% make it halfway and like 24% actually make it all the way through a course. It's super low numbers that you would think, oh, these are your diehard fans and you know, some of my clients sell thousands of courses per launch and, you know, the, na- the numbers of people actually go through it is staggeringly low, which I'd be the same with probably Peloton. You know, the number of people that use it is probably staggeringly low. One of the things that I am not a fan of is, of course, the January 1st, the New Year's resolution. I think that it, it's uh, it's an anomaly. It causes, I mean, we see the gym is the place where you see it where you see it fail. Mm. <laughs> you know, January January 2nd, the gym is full. February 8th, the gym is nowhere near as full as it once was. What role can accountability play in, it maybe maybe both conventionally and unconventionally? In, well, with I someone, have the best answer. Okay, great. Then give it to me. <laughs> well, because I heard it this year from my client, Stacey, I just talked about that stuff, has been with it for two and a half years with virtual training with me. And she goes, Jeff, I can wear a bikini anytime I want to. So if I want to go on vacation and Christmas and go to like, they have a rental property in Florida. She's like, I can go down there and put a bikini on. and I don't have to worry about it because she has the accountability of the training to stay with healthy 12 months out of the year. It doesn't matter where she is in that time frame. She's always ready to, you know, she has the body that she wants and can maintain like nothing is permanent. Once you stop working out, you're not going to be able to, have that same physique that you did when you were working out. So the key is to just work out for the rest of your life. And the people that understand that and get that, like her, have that body that's, you know, um, they can put on a, a bathing suit whenever they want to. Or my guy who's 82, he plays golf and shoots a 79 on, on a, a round of 18. And his wife goes, well, how long are you going to be working out with Jack for? He's like, until I die, because <laughs> he's so happy with being able to play golf any point of the season and have a great, you know, enough strength to be able to still hit those numbers to keep up with the guys that are younger than him. You know, those kinds of things are what matters when it comes to accountability. Well, and I think the other thing you hit on there was the ability to have um, that personalization 
becomes such a critical part of where one client might want to be, you know, able to get to a bikini any time of year. The other one isn't necessarily concerned about that as much as they are about like keeping up with their kids or, you know, shooting golf every, you know, as often as they want without having to have, uh, you know, pain or struggling to keep up. So that's one of the strengths I, I would imagine that, that you can offer is the fact that, Hey, look, what are you really trying to accomplish? And okay, this is how we can get you there. Yeah. And that's where, you know, an individualized plan versus a boot camp class or a spin bike class or something. Yeah, it's a great workout. But if you're thinking about your health, what is that workout going to do to get you to what your goal is? Like, Mike, if your goal is to run faster for a marathon and you buy a Peloton or even a treadmill, like they're not designing any of their classes to get you ready for a marathon and tell you how to tear and worry about your stride length and your breathing rhythm and all that kind of stuff. Those are questions you would have to ask from a coach or something. Right, right. Before we wrap up, uh, I want to touch on just something that for people who are looking, listening and saying, you know what, uh, it's that time of year. It doesn't matter what time of year it is, by the way. Anybody listening to this could be any time of year. Uh, right. I really need to work on getting in shape. I want to feel better. I want to feel fit. I want to be, you know, take care of myself better. What's, you know, obviously they should reach out to you, but what's one simple thing that they can do like today that will get them, that, that will start that, that process that can maybe get them, you know, from zero to, to, to step one so that it's not, you know, they can say, Oh, well, you know what, maybe I can do this next and do this next. What's one thing that they could do? Well, one thing that I was, well, two real easy things. One is to eat green vegetables at nighttime for dinner. So get rid of carbs at night and eat green veggies. That'll burn more fat while you sleep because you burn the most amount of fat while you sleep. So that's one thing that you can do is just make a little switch to always have green veggies with your dinner. And then the second thing is most people have heard of, you know, walking 10,000 steps a day is a goal like Fitbit has and that kind of stuff. The reason why that number exists is because on average, if you walk 10,000 steps a day, you will lose one pound of weight a week. So in a month, you'll lose somewhere between four and five pounds a month if you were, just, were to just walk. So it doesn't hurt to walk. Um, it actually increases your endorphins, which is your happy hormone. So you'll feel better. You'll feel elated. Um, you know, try to be more less stationary throughout the day. Most people walk about 2,500 steps. So yes, going for a little walk or whatever to make it to 10 um, will be some effort into it. but that will help you lose, you know, five pounds a month, which after 12 months, that's 60 pounds down in a year just from walking. That's where the 10,000 comes from. Yeah. The other thing too, is it gives you a break from whatever you're doing. Clarity, you can clear exactly. your head a bit, right? So there's lots of, I was talking about meditation today with some, uh, on my daily podcast. And, uh, the idea was, uh, Hey, listen, just, you know, when you start to meditate, and I think this is what happens with a lot of people, and I mean, you can speak to this too, I'm sure, is that they want to do it all right away. They don't, the patience isn't there. Like, I want to, you know, I want to be productive tomorrow. I want to lose weight today. I want to be able to meditate for an hour, like now. Why can't I do that? These other people, the comparison trap, all that stuff. How do you, I mean, accountability obviously is a way you can do it, but it's a form of accountability to kind of say, Hey, listen, like, I mean, your, I get your job would be to kind of say, let's, let's get real here. Let's, and let's, let's, you know, have, you can, you can actually help people with the patience part of it too. Right. Oh yeah. I mean, having realistic expectations, like when I do my assessments with people to see what their goals are, I, you know, kind of have to put them in place because they're like, I want to lose 10 pounds by the end of the month. 
Well, I mean, if you throw up after every meal and like take laxatives, sure, you can get the weight down or whatever. But the reality is it takes about three months for your body to really see a change that you're going to look in the mirror and be like, wow, I look, you know, different than when I started. And that's going to be about three months. Just like Mike, if you want to say, I want to make a million dollars and you're just starting a business, that ain't going to happen next week. It's going to take time to build your audience, find out what they need, you know, that kind of stuff. So having realistic goals for people is if you want to see a big transformation, it's going to be roughly 90 days to do so. Unless you're, you know, 500 pounds and you start eating salads every day. Yes, you're going to lose weight um, dramatically because you have such a big loss to go. But for the average person, give yourself three months of, you know, and then if it has something hasn't changed in three months and you are eating correctly and you are doing your workouts and everything like that planned, then I would talk to, you know, your doctor and say, do I have any, you know, thyroid issues? Do I have any adrenal fatigue? Do I have any, you know, gut biome issues? There's other factors that could be going on biologically that, you know, you might not know about. Jeff, this has been great. Uh, where, what are you working on right now? I mean, we're in, we're in mid June, 2019. Uh, what are you working on right now? Where can people uh, keep up with what you're doing? Yeah. Um, so I'm working on a website called Virtual Training Revolution. And the website is vtrevolution.com. And what it is is going to be a hub for people to find a virtual trainer and for virtual trainers to find customers. And so the website will be there so you can look at the videos of um, trainers introducing themselves, see when their calendars are, and set up a free workout with them. They do a live session with you, take you through in a workout make sure that you guys like each other. And then if so, then you can sign up for one of the monthly packages to, um, you know, work with a trainer. Um, the best way to get a hold of me is to, um, just email me, Jeff at totalbodyconstruction.com, And I'd be more than happy to answer questions, help you guys uh, with any, you know, health issues, anything like that. And, you know, introduce you to the wide world of virtual training. Jeff, this has been great. Thanks so much for taking the time to join me today on the Productivities Podcast. Happy to be here, Mike. Big thanks to Jeff McMahon for joining me on the show this week. You know, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a big fan of, of what Jeff is doing. I think that as, as an entrepreneur like myself, you know, who travels and, you know, we need that accountability. Uh, there are things that can happen when it comes to our physical fitness and stuff. And believe me, this is something I've struggled with for a, a while. Um, you know, the ability to be able to have somebody that's, you know, going to be uh, keeping tabs on you and somebody you can go to, especially someone trained like Jeff, you know, with his background, uh, there's there's something about that accountability. And then to be able to leverage the technology to make it work uh, is is amazing. And Jeff's what Jeff's doing is awesome. So I, I applaud him for that. And And again, I encourage you to check out uh, what he's offering and also all the other things we talked about. Those are in the show notes. Of course, you can check those out at productivityist.com slash podcast 247. If you check that out, uh, you'll have all the show notes, everything there. Uh, Again, big thanks to Jeff for joining me. Big thanks to John Polster for producing this episode and big thanks to Connie for putting together the show notes. Big thanks to our sponsor as well, Front. This episode's all been about transformation and accountability, and Front takes care of that when it comes to communication in spades. I love what Front has to offer. You will too. Get a free trial today, and uh, you won't regret it. Frontapp.com slash timecrafting to get started with that today. Again, big thanks to Front for sponsoring this episode of the show. If you enjoyed this episode and you enjoy the podcast, I'd love a rating or review in Apple Podcasts or wherever you're listening to podcasts. It just helps uh, me know 
what we're doing right, what we need to improve upon. We do check all reviews. So the reviews give a bit more layered uh, context uh, to what we're doing. So if you've got the time, I'd love to get a rating and review in Apple Podcasts or wherever you're listening to podcasts. And if you're not subscribed to the show, you don't want to miss a single episode, you can do that in Apple Podcasts or Spotify or wherever you're listening to the podcast because that way you won't miss a single episode. We've got a lot of great episodes coming up. Plus, you can look at the back catalog and see what you might have missed along the way. So again, thanks so much for listening, taking the time out of your busy week, your month, your day, your lives to listen to the podcast. I really do appreciate it. That's it for this episode. Thanks again. I'm Mike Vardy, the host of the Productivities Podcast, reminding you to stop guessing and start going. See you later.